Have you heard of the Bellsmith? He's absolutely amazing. They make the most custom and unique bells. They made one for my son on the championship run in Omaha in 2021. They make game day bells, swashbuckler, artillery, junction, pirate, you name it, they can make it. You can check them out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or you can find them in different places around Starkville like Maroon and Company. So have them make your custom bell today. Have you heard about the guys over at Chinook Seedery? They are the only sunflower seed company that is taking the time to connect with college athletes and trying to help them build their brand. They have eight flavors from mild to wild with way less salt and no sandpaper tone. So check them out today over at ChinookSeedery.com. What's the word? What's the word? We're back at it better than ever. I'm excited. We got a lot of people here today. But first and foremost, I have to greet my best friend, my favorite person in the world. Landon, no, I'm playing. Um, it's Jim. It's Jim Cross. <laughs> Jim, how are we feeling today, man? How was your Halloween? How was the Cross household? Well, you say your favorite person, your best friend, but you know, I've seen a post on Facebook, that other little show you do, Welcome to Mars or something. You, that. Said, you, that you said that you don't enjoy doing a show more than you do with that guy. And I so love you can come on here and talk about best friend. Bro, you cut me deep. Man, and so my I Halloween was terrible because you you put me out like that. I don't want to hear that. I posted that on November 1st. That's bullshit. But <laughs> with that being said, though, I will say shout out. Welcome to Mars. Podcast is doing great. Talking Chicago basketball. My first love. My only love. Next to baseball. But we're talking about it today, man. We're talking about it. We got two dogs in the house. My boy, Landon. How are we feeling today? Good. Good. Glad to be Come back. On, Come on, man. Landon, we haven't talked in a while. Obviously, last year we got a crazy story out of you talking about the showers. I need a crazier story today. Getting deep into that because we got a dog in the room. My first time meeting him. Amazing individual. Amazing athlete. RJ Yeager, how we feeling, man? What's up, guys? I appreciate y'all having us. Man, we appreciate you being here. We appreciate you being here. But something I did not appreciate last night was the Arizona Diamondbacks crapping all over my parlay. The Texas Rangers won their first <laughs> World Series. Max Scherzer, Jacob, Jacob DeGrom. Oh, Adolis Garcia, Jim's favorite St. Louis Cardinal, is now a World <laughs> Series champion, which I love. Remember, Jim, cash considerations. Cash considerations. No Ooh. no player. No player. Why don't you go ahead and throw out there that we finished 20 games back in the Central again, too. Oh, yeah, and he finished 20 games back in the Central. I'm sure that would have helped contribute to it so much. Um, and also on top of that, <laughs> just for my final stinger of the night, and then I'll leave it alone because I was told to leave RJ alone. Um, the Cubs won the World Series seven years ago today. Yes, sir. Um, but with that being said, man, we got to get into it. MLB playoffs. RJ, I want to start with you. Did it live up to the hype? Was it everything you expected it to be? Man, so like Landon, I'm, I'm a Braves fan. I'm a Braves fan, so I was always rooting for the Braves. Obviously, when they when they lost out, I was kind of down, uh, but I still watched it. Obviously, it was some it was good to see some new teams in there. I will say, um, Corey Seager's the man. I love the way he plays. Um, no, nah, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was like I said, it was it was definitely different from previous years. You know, I feel like it's always the Astros or you know somebody in it like that. But the question uh, is because. The Braves, you know, being how good they were in the regular season, are you surprised that the Phillies didn't make it and win the whole thing after how hot they were and knocking off the Braves? I was definitely surprised. Philadelphia was my pick because they just felt like everything was clicking. Um, they just had like a bunch of bunch of dogs. Like you look in their dugout, Bryce Harp, like just 
some grown. I dude. sat here and told Mike last week there was no way when they were they just had to win one or two games at home that they were going to lose both games to Arizona to Arizona. So like I never thought that they wouldn't be in the World Series. Neither would I, dude. It was crazy. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, I, I'm dancing on my own because I still had a couple of parlays I, I wanted to get out this year with the Philadelphia Phillies. I had, I, you know, I was excited. I, I, it's my favorite time of the year is is October baseball in Philly because that song actually comes back into relevance and I can listen to it without feeling bad about myself. So I was, I was excited. I was excited for another <laughs> World Series appearance with it. Dancing on my own is 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 an iconic song to drink to if you don't got a bottle of Hennessy and see a spine shorty next to you and playing dancing on my own. I don't know what you're doing on a Friday night in October. So, you know, it's, it is what it is. It is what it is. Landon, talk to me. How are we feeling? Was it the matchup you wanted to see? And I got I got a two-parter for you. This one's for you specifically. All right. Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom. Max, obviously, being in a World Series champion again. Jacob deGrom being a part of this World Series, now winning a ring. Are those valid? But hey, I'm just asking the important questions. I'm just asking the important questions. Didn't barely even played this year on the team. Wasn't there from the beginning of the year. Is that can you can would you say Max Scherzer can at the end of this season say I might retire at the end of the year or you think he comes back? Um shoot, I, I think he comes back. Um I think he's just a, he's a dog, he's a competitor. So um it, it seemed like he didn't get to go out on his own note. So he might want to, um, you know, go out on his own power. So, he, he, I mean, he, I would, wouldn't be surprised at all if he came back um, next year. Uh, I have no idea where he would end up at if he'd be back in Texas or, or somewhere else. But um, both of them went in the ring is valid for sure. I think uh, the presence that they can bring to a team, I would um, – just from, you know, what I've read and, and heard, um, like they're, they're both leaders in the clubhouse. So that, that definitely plays a role in, in the team, whether they're playing or not. So um, they, I'm, I'm sure that, that they played a big role, whether they were, um, you know, towing the, towing the rubber or if they were just hanging out in the clubhouse or watching in on people's bullpens, you know, whatever it might be, I'm sure they were contrib- contributing in their own way. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, the playoffs definitely lived up to the hype for me. Um, you know, watching the D-backs be the underdog story throughout the whole thing and kind of prevailing after, um, you know, everybody doubted them from, you know, the, the wild card series to the DS to the CS. I mean, um, everybody counted them out and it was just awesome to see so many young guys and, um, so like it just the mix of the team and and everything they were doing was was just really awesome to see um and, and it's it's really exciting to be a part of of this organization at, at this time there's there's a lot of good bright spots moving forward in the future without a doubt without a doubt and before mike, I you know up, but you know, well now i was gonna tell you mike you know we had uh kyle booker from oral roberts formerly of tennessee on monday on and off the bench and he said it was a very college baseball feel in the sense of, you know, when you get to the postseason, you get to regional, super regionals, both these these boys know about it, like anything can happen. That's, that's the way college sports work in general, right? Like March Madness, also with basketball. Anyway, I mean, these playoffs were so unpredictable, like, right? Like we talked about the Braves thing, but, you know, when did the Dodgers ever go out early? And, you know, the Rays who looked good all season and the Orioles, just, you know, like exposed, like 
you no one there's no way like if you filled out just that simple bracket anybody probably had a perfect bracket you know what i'm saying my right my bracket was perfect I don't that's know the beauty know. of baseball though it's 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 a fun game and there's it's so unpredictable for sure for sure and you know oh, what? Yeah, this is, yeah hot man if you're hot, yep. if you're hot, nobody's beating you. Like, Great. how do you feel about that, though, man? Like, what what do you think? Here's what I've seen on Twitter. This is what or X, whatever you want to call it. A lot of people are saying they did this without Lighter even being a part of the rotation, even being a part of the team. Obviously, that Vandy boy did amazing things out in Vandy in the College World Series, and just and overall, just what he's been able to do. Not as great in the minors. We're gonna Cameron. Get Cameron James took him yard. That's all I know. In yeah, all. <laughs> a lot of people have been taking him yard as of late. He's not oh. been doing well in the minors, but um, to not have somebody like that in this organization, and on top of that, not even having Degrom, not even having Scherzer. If those guys can all put it together and be available by next October, what do you think the ceiling is for this team? Do you see a potential dynasty in the works, or do you still think there's going to be other teams in the AL that give them that competition every year? Ah, uh, man, I'm sure there there will be. You know, there 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 will be that competition, right, with all the all the big dogs over there. But if they can keep the group together, I don't see why not. I don't see why not. You know, there's a lot of like. You know, I don't know what I'm trying to say, like politics, I guess, that go into it, um, like behind the scenes stuff. But if they can keep that group together, uh, they're pretty dirty to me. I wouldn't want to play them. Come on. Come on. And you know what? Speaking of dirt, because Landon, man, I got a bone to pick with you, man. All right. I seen you hit the barbershop. Yep. Talk to me about it, man. What happened? Who convinced you to do this? What are you talking about? What happened? Talk to me about it. I take me through. What, what's the process right now? I love the cut. The cut is fresh, but I miss the flow. I miss everything that was going on, brother. Come on, talk to me. What 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 went into that decision? Uh, nothing really. It's just keep it tight and and sharp. You know what I'm saying? He was coming on pros and joes. What kind of question is that? He had to come on here clean. <laughs> you know, I hated that question again. You know, Jim Jim had Jim writes amazing rundowns. I want to say that because we are a real show. We don't want you guys thinking some producer or some some intern, some college intern writes these questions. Jim and I are writing these questions and that's the important stuff. But Jim wrote down and I quote, "Did you get this haircut for us?" And I said, "Man, <laughs> I got a lot of cats in Chicago watching this show." And I said, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about that if I ask another man if he got a haircut from me. I, this I is coming on the camera. I don't know, though. I don't know, though. I felt I felt some type of way about it. I felt some type of Maybe that's just me. Maybe that's the city boy in me. I was just like, Whenever oh, you want to start writing the questions and actually do the work, you let me know. Hey, man, I'm just saying. I, I'm just you just come on here and talk shit. That's all you do. Man, <laughs> and you know what? I'm damn good at it. I know my role. I know what I do. And I know what I contribute well. But somebody who contributes a lot to RJ's life, man. A married man. Talk to me a little bit about what that's been like. Talk to me a little bit about the change, especially with obviously baseball and the scheduling that all goes into that. Take me, take me through a walk. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's definitely like, you know, we're, we're working at it. Obviously it's, uh, I've been lucky for sure. She's been, she's been so great with the, you know, traveling and, you know, I'm gone half the year and, you know, she's in PA school at FSU, like grinding her little butt off, studying way more than I ever did. Um, you know, just killing it. So I've been definitely blessed on that end. 
and it's been great, man. We got married on July 4th, uh, been married a little over uh, a year now. So it's, it's been, we're still, we're in the honeymoon phase, baby. It's this awesome. Man stole America's holiday. You see that? Yeah. It's, it's now <laughs> free, his anniversary. Hey, free fireworks, man. We didn't even have to pay for fireworks. Or just this look is around. a smart man. This is a smart man. He got <laughs> married at night. I already know, but you know, I, I'm hearing she's in school. Obviously you're doing baseball. Is mm. it safe to say that baby bombers are not in the works at this merry time? Hey, they're not. They're not planned at this time. No, not yet. <laughs> I, I can't <laughs> wait. They'll be called little Jaeger bombs. Not planned. I love it. Not planned. They are. They are not in the in the in the plan. We got. We got going. They never are. But hey, man, like, how, many, how many kids you think you got running around the streets of Chicago? Man. Exactly. Anyway, okay. <laughs> yeah, moving on. We're going to talk some Mississippi State for a minute, man. You know, because Landon, we had a conversation um, the other day. You know, I said that uh, I die on the hill. You were the, the greatest closer in college baseball history. And I said all the Mississippi State fans just talked about how much they miss you. And you you returned back and said, man, if they only knew how much I missed it. So, you know, man, talk about that because you're now over a year removed just, I mean, how awesome thinking back, you know, not just the national championship, but you played in the the mecca of college baseball at Duty Noble with a, such an amazing fan base. Um, you know, just looking back, it's been over a year, you know, how much do you just miss it? Oh, gosh, I miss it a lot. Um, I mean, I knew I missed it. And then, um, you know, get, finally get healthy and get shipped out to, uh, to Loe and um, California and uh, we're going out there for games, uh, playing in front of like 75 people. So it, it just, it, it magnifies that a little bit more. Um, but no, they they were great. It's, um, you know, I tried to soak up every moment I had at duty noble and duty noble. Um, cause I knew it was such a special place and, um, I, I do miss, it. I miss the people. I miss the place. Um, definitely miss the stadium. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I miss everything about Starkville. It's it's a great place, and yeah, um, the, the, don't a don't lot of people. That food, call it man. Home. Yeah, no, nah, the foods of that's definitely a big part of it too, for sure. I, I tell you, Landon, I took a lot of heat when I put my schedule out because I chose Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and Starkville over Tennessee, Arkansas, and Fayetteville. And they're like, man, it's a much bigger matchup. And I'm like, you clearly haven't been to Starkville, and you clearly haven't watched Mississippi State Ole Miss play. Obviously, mm -hmm. they set the new attendance record, 16,892 or something, and you get a walk-off mm -hmm. by Dakota Jordan. Like, I, I couldn't even imagine how much I'd hate myself if I would have chose the other. Like, it just doesn't get better than the dude. Yeah. It's from an LSU fan. Like, anybody LSU tells me Alex Box is better, I, I tell them they've lost their mind. We just talked about the food portion of it. Obviously, how many people they pack in there. The fans are passionate. We saw mm -hmm. that even into Omaha, right? Like, y'all had 28,000 yep. people there fill out the place. It was all maroon. No Vandy. Right. There was, like, three Vandy fans, Mike. I kid you not. <laughs> it was it was just Starkville North. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And, but, and then that's, like, you know, the, the world of NIL and everything now. Um, you can't put a price on the atmosphere and the experience that – Mississippi State and Starkville bring and and the dude like wow. you just you can't put a price tag on it it's priceless I know I know I only played there for one year but I'm telling you right now like there is no place like that place there is no place like the dude play yeah, I mean let, let, let's let's go let's go to it RJ you know you come there 
obviously hoping that you get a ring that doesn't happen. But what you do is you, you know, all SEC, a guy coming to transfer, you know, nailing that. And then the walk-off bomb. We talk about that against Alabama, man. Like, that yeah. atmosphere. Yeah. And I don't know what what's better, Mike. You know when a call on the TV, because I wasn't at the game. I was watching on TV. You know when the call on TV is so good that, like, you don't know if you'd rather be in the environment or there watching? Like, mm-hmm. when he said Jaeger bombs for everybody – yeah, 100%. 100%. And so, like, an announcer can change an entire organization's history. Like, I don't know, not to turn it into basketball. I don't know if any of you guys, Jim and I have discussed this, talked about the Charlotte Hornets announcers. The Charlotte Hornets are a piss poor organization. There is nothing fun about the Charlotte Hornets. But I will say this those <laughs> announcers, I'll watch every game. Those guys are lit. Those guys have a great time. Well, that's what you got to do when they're not good. You got to make it fun. Yeah. <laughs> but I go. mean, the, and the cool thing about when you watch Mississippi State on uh, TV also, Mike, is the cowbells come through the TV so well that you do kind of feel like you're still there. Like, it's whether you talk about RJ's moment or I know Landon, I know you go back to Elijah McNamee, right, against Stanford. Like, those moments, you, the bells are ringing so loud there. You can hear him through. The announcer does it. But, you know, RJ, going back, you know, just talking about moments like that or when I drank that nasty-ass hot Jaeger bomb in Oxford <laughs> because I told you if you hit one, I would – I would do one. So, you know, just talk about your time at Mississippi State, just how much fun it was for you. Hey, man, it was awesome. It was awesome. I can't believe you did that Jaeger bomb out there. and that It had been sitting in my pocket for two. Could you have not hit it in the first inning, bro? Uh, Them things are disgusting. Like, Yeah, they're real disgusting me. after they're hot and in your pocket. No, but, man, God, I had such a freaking blast. Um, You know, we obviously didn't have the year that we wanted, but – you know, just sitting there taking it all in, like, you know, I got to I got to practice with, you know, the best people that prepared me for, you know, baseball and my future and, you know, every year and beyond. Like, you know, even scrimmages facing Landon Sims, like, you know, that that prepared me for okay, SEC play. And then SEC play like prepared me for where I'm at now and just you know, being anywhere else, I I wouldn't be as prepared as I feel today. Um, I just wouldn't. You know, our coaches, our coaches there were awesome. Uh, they are awesome. Uh, I just feel very. I was so glad I went. You know, looking back, I'm so glad I went. Made some great friends and learned a ton. Uh, and I wouldn't change it for the world, man. That place was awesome. Yeah, no doubt. And like you said, it wasn't the season you wanted, but like. Still so many good moments, and like I said, such a good fan base. And when you're coming off a national championship and it's the first one ever, um, people are still riding on a high, right? It's, it's, hard, it's hard to get real low. But, you know, Landon, let's talk about it. In the same season that RJ's talking about, you know, we had you on here last time you were rehabbing. You know, I'm going to let Mike talk about, you know, actually pitching in, in single A. But, you know, talk to me overall about the elbow, the arm. You know, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great. Uh, I finished the year healthy, um, you know, got seven starts in low A, um, spent a couple weeks back in Arizona, uh, instructs after the season ended, um, got to work on a lot of stuff there that um, set me up to be in a really good spot going into the off season. And, um, you know, I'm in a no throw uh, period right now. So I'm just lifting and uh, trying to trying to gain some muscle back that I, I lost um, throughout this season. And um, 
So we're we're kind of we're kind of there, but the elbow feels great. Everything feels great, and kind of just looking forward to uh, going into twenty twenty four healthy. Um, it's it's just going to be great to to show up healthy, um, clean slate. You know, start a year healthy and 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 get after it. Yeah. You, so do you have like a set routine that they got you on as far as you know the the weightlifting and you know nutrition part of it, trying to get you to that muscle and weight that you're looking for. Um, it's, it's just kind of personalized for everybody. Um, you know, I'm kind of working with my guys back here right now in terms of, of lifting. And then, um, you know, I've, I've tried to clean up my diet myself and try and educate myself on what I should and shouldn't be eating and, um, kind of just try and, and treat my body right. Um, you know, the, the way a pro should. So, um, it's, it, I like I'm, I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good right now. So um, that's you know, why I, I eat what I want because I'm not a pro. And so <laughs> I can just do what I want to do. <laughs> there, there's, there's, hey, there's been no dieting for me over the last year. And I blame it on college baseball landing. After I went to like Starkville, Baton Rouge, and Fayetteville like consecutive weeks and just ate. And I'm, I'll call it how it is on the show. There's videos out there. People know I was drinking anyway, you, eating and drinking. Like it was just over. Like I was like, all right, man, everything I did to get to the weight of where I wanted, I was at two twelve. Anyway, I'm like, I'm back up to like two thirty eight or something. I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know if I'll get it back. Happens. Right. I'm too lazy now, man. I, I mean, I'm in 40 this year. And Mike's over there in his youth. Mike's going to start calling me out. He already, yeah, he already says I'm 46 on here. You know, so RJ, I got to talk to you, man, because when we had Landon on here, we got to talk to him about draft day for him and recap that. But you weren't on with us last year. So when you signed that contract with the Cardinals, man, you know, every kid's dream, um, you know, sign, become a professional baseball player. You know, what was it like? What was that moment like for you, man, inking that deal with the Cardinals? Oh, man, it was awesome. It was awesome. Actually, like. You know, going through it, I, I, you know, I was a fifth year, uh, so I knew it was going to be, you know, draft day was going to be kind of tough. You know, maybe it happens. Maybe I get drafted. Maybe maybe I don't. Uh, hopefully, I'll sign free agent, worst case scenario. And, uh, you know, I didn't get drafted. And, you know. You, were, some- you might as well have been. You were signed like five minutes later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, better than me. <laughs> no, nah, it it I was actually kind of down for the longest time. And I, I actually was like, man, man, I'm gonna have to think about this for a second. And uh, I thought about it for like 10 seconds. I was like, actually, I'm doing it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in. Let's go. Uh, no, nah, it was it was a good. It, it, it really it, it really is the fifth year thing because I, you weren't the only one. I mean, I've seen like seven or eight guys that I know that were more than draft worthy, but because you don't have that leverage because you have no more eligibility. That's just, that's business. They know they got you where they want you. Oh yeah. But it ended up working out for me. I mean, I was in, I'm in a great organization, uh, a lot of great people and you know, they're pretty, they're pretty hands-on with me and uh, it's been, it's been great so far. It worked out really. Would you say like those 10 seconds, right? 10 seconds you were on the phone were you like, I just really don't want to go to the Cardinals. You know, I just heard some <laughs> No, nah, man, I didn't even, I didn't care who it was. Mike, count them rings, bro. Were you, were you looking at the standings and you were like, ah, I just, ah, ah, I just they, don't know. They were coming off going to the playoffs when he signed. Thanks, bro. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah but I'm, I don't know. The Brewers look nice. The Cubs, oof, they look nice. They all look nice. I, hey, look, RJ did me a solid. We talked about this. Almost every guest we've had today, you know, uh, minus the last episode, like we said, we had Savicool. So they were mm-hmm. all NL Central teams that weren't St. Louis. You know, you had Cubs, yeah. Pirates, Brewers, like so. It's actually nice that somebody that I like went to my team because everybody else went to the oh. teams to get a fuzz. So, man, you got to have one of them, Jim. We got to give you a win each each season. Um, but man, bro, I, I think it, it, it's really cool to hear about that because there's so many stories about that. And I will say this: it's cool to be the Paul Skeens of the world. It's cool to be a top ten pick. But traditionally, there there's a lot that comes with being a top ten pick. You are going to an organization that is in desperation of a lot of help in a lot of need in a lot of different places and to go to an organization that in all seriousness is pristine at fixing things very fast. I have never really in my 23 years of life have seen the Cardinals have back-to-back horrible seasons. Uh, Not that I'm trying to jinx anything right now by saying that, but um, no, in all seriousness, you know, you have that conversation that listen, like it's an organization that knows what they want to do. They have the blueprint to how to do it. Um, and sometimes, man, I mean, we talk about Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy. I mean, the last draft pick, the final pick of the draft, Mr. Irrelevant, goes to the San Francisco 49ers. And it's like, at the time, you're like, man, I'm not getting drafted. And then you go to one of the best offenses, one of the best teams in football. And that's exactly how all of this can work out. So, I mean, I think it's a win. I think it's a win for some Jaeger bombs in St. Louis. Not a far drive for me. So, I, maybe I can make it happen. Maybe I can make it happen. There you go, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, y'all. Man, for sure, for sure. But Landon, we got to talk to you, man. Got to get to down to business. Talking about single A baseball. A lot of fun this year seeing you do what you got to do in the short stint that you did it, man. An absolute blast. A 5.47 ERA, 28 Ks. Talk to him. Talk to him. 24 and two thirds innings pitched. I want to talk to you kind of, kind of about a, a mass jointed thing. So if you want to break it down however you want it, then there's no order. Um, but kind of, what went well for you? What didn't? Things you kind of experimented with and just your entire thought process evolving from college baseball to the pros. Okay. So um, the best thing that happened uh, was just getting healthy and getting back on the field. Um, like that was that was the number one priority of the season was just to get back to health, um, healthy to, to play. And um, I was able to make that happen. And it was, it was great. It was, it was so much fun to be back. Um, you know, I, I enjoy competing so much. It was, it was just, it was great to, to get back into that, um, kind of thing. So, um, but on the other hand, um, you know, coming back from TJ, sometimes, uh, it takes some people, um, a little bit longer to, to get back to full strength of, uh, of what they were before. And, um, you know, I'm not far behind, but I'm a little bit behind in, in that stance. So, um, you know, I knew that was a possibility. And, um, again, like health was the number one thing. And um, that, that was what happened. And, and that was what needed to happen. Um, but that's what, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do this this offseason is get back to, to full strength in my full body, especially my lower half, um, and, and get back to throwing 95 again. Um, and it, it was, a it was a big transition into pro ball. Um, you know, things are, things are run kind of completely differently than they are in, in college baseball. So, um, there is a, there's a stage of adaptation that you have to go through, 
um, once you, you first get out there and you first start playing and, um, you know, unlike RJ, he got to, he got to go out and play immediately last year. Um, but you know, I didn't actually get to an affiliate until the last week of July. Um, so it, it, you know, he, he had almost a full, well, just about a full year under his belt before, um, you know, I even got to get my feet wet out there. So, um, you know, it was new to me and it was great. I love learning new things, new challenges. That was, that was a great, great thing to go through and, um, going through the whole rehab process this year. Um, and last year it's, it's taught me how to take care of my body the way I need to. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's taught me so many intangibles that I might not have ever learned had I not gotten hurt. And, um, you know, I, I value a lot of those lessons that I learned. Um, and, and I'm, I'm grateful for, for the lessons that I, I learned and in, in the lessons that I was taught, I was surrounded by great people throughout, um, my, my whole entire rehab. So, um, you know, just trying to pick everybody's mind and, and try and, and get better and, you know, any kind of area that I was, um, trying to trying to get better at man jim you see this lob you see this lob right now from kobe <laughs> right here man i'm about to shack shoe this tip man i'm excited because you said all of the words for the next following question landon i man there we go you can come back on here anytime i didn't even need to set it up talking about it man the lessons you learned the people you learned from that's one of my favorite questions on this whole damn show i mean that is one of the things that you don't hear about. You always hear guys like Judge talking about what Rizzo and Stanton and all these other guys mean to them. But you never hear about the guys who made it work behind the scenes. High A, single A, double A, triple A, rookie ball, fall ball, Arizona ball, whatever it may be. You know, there's so many guys that are involved in that. Who were some of the guys for you that you latched onto right away and just picked the brain of? Or even if it wasn't picking the brain of, just watch the way they moved, watch the way they went about things every day. Um, yeah, so I was actually really fortunate to spend some time over on um, the the big league side with the big league training staff for a couple months during rehab. Um, and, and most importantly, um, the first about month and a half of, of this year, um, I got to be over there and kind of um, some of the big leaguers started to trickle in towards the towards the back end of that and my time over there. Um, and just just getting to like see those guys and, and how in depth and specific and meticulous like like everything is so precise in the way that they do everything has a reason um, like they they understand how their body works how their body moves um, you know what they need to do to to be at their best every day so. Um, just observing it and watching those guys do things was, was great. And then, um, you know, I, I spent another five and a half, six months um, back on the minor league side and uh, just, just getting to learn from a handful. I mean, there's way too many people to name, um, but I mean, from, you know, some of the interns on the training staff to the, you know, the head, uh, head of um, medicine, uh, you know, every, everybody from the top down, just trying to learn different things from different people, um, just about everything, um, you know, from gameplay to, you know, the most random thing you could think about. But um, just trying to continue to learn different things and um, try and prevent what happened from happening 
you know, again, to, to not have to spend more time in, in rehab. And um, it's, you know, it's, there's a lot of things that you can learn and it's, it's, you gotta have a, you gotta have a strong positive mindset about, about your business and um, know that, you know, there's long days. I mean, I, I struggled um, in it throughout times in, in rehab and, uh, there's long days where you're doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. And you, you know, you just never really know when it's going to end. And, um, you know, just to anybody there out there that might want to hear, you know, something, if they're going through something similar, it's, you know, there's, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel with it and, um, just stick with it and stick with your guns and, and know that what you're doing is, is helping you for, for the future. And, um, you know, you'll, you'll really appreciate the, the hard work you put in now. Uh, when you look back down the road, you know, Mike, you know, what I just thought about um, you talk about all those hours and the time you put in something that Dolander had said on his episode was the reason why he's good at call of duty is because you spend so many hours playing baseball. You got to have something that unwinds and everybody's got that different thing. Right. And so for him, it's a stick. So I'm curious and I'll ask RJ the same question when it gets this or, but like, what is that thing you do? You put in all those hours rehabbing you, you, the baseball grind, what is your like go-to thing to like, just man, unwind and get away from it all. Oh man. I probably, I've logged way too many hours in Fortnite this year. I actually, I didn't, Hey, OG map coming tomorrow, Landon. What's the I word? know. I'm I'm pumped. Come on. So that's what these pitchers do. It's it's but it's unanimous. Like they all hit the sticks. I never played video games until this year. I got an Xbox for Christmas this past Christmas, and um, literally just started playing in like January. Um, so I mean, I've I've picked it up now, and it definitely it definitely kills some time. Um, but now a Fortnite, Fortnite's my game. I it keeps me in touch yeah, with a bunch of guys. Me and me and Cam James play pretty much every single day that we can. So, um, <laughs> what, what did you ask? Would you, would you ask Andrew Lindsay Mike if he's got the uh, the Nicki Minaj skin? That's a different game, Jim. Oh, Was that Call of Duty? Jim is showing. I don't play video games. I only play Madden, and I'll beat anybody in this country in Madden. First of all, it's the Travis Scott skin. It's also the 21 Savage skin. And that Nicki Minaj skin shouldn't even be illegal because the things Nicki's doing on the screen is Look, you act, you, act, you act like there's something wrong with me because I don't play all these games. But like I said, I just challenge you to Madden. You can catch me in them sticks anytime you want. I'll be the Bears and beat you. Listen, listen first of all, that's not even the real Bears can't even fucking. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, RJ's disgusted by this whole conversation because he's distinguished. He's like, man, I want a good book. <laughs> book but no nah, man get i'm teasing that. i don't even I know if that's true i was just messing with him i wish i was like that actually <laughs> bro but that's that's i mean hey new map landing landing we can have a, a new podcast brewing we can have a new podcast brew we can start streaming Who knows? Since, Who knows? since we done got off topic uh, the real, the real question at all. The, the real question landing is you know did anyone come in the locker room and tell you that you were easy to hit off of this past season no, but I'm sure some of the uh, opposing teams this year might have done that if they had the chance to. <laughs> Probably. Hopefully it wasn't in the shower because, golly, I'm still <laughs> on that one. I'm still on that one. But, I change um, that story when I tell people it, Mike. I say that they threw down. Man, you, I mean, you, I, you hear I, about I, when Landon and Foss, you got in that fight locker room? <laughs> imagine, man. It was the craziest thing in the world I've ever heard. But, 
you know what? He's a better man than me. He's a better man than me. And honestly, I don't know how I would have took it in that very moment as well. Because, I mean, I'm naked. I don't want to be throwing You would have been like, <laughs> give me 10 seconds to get dressed, and then it's on. Uh, man, I don't even need – to be honest with you, bro, like, I don't even need to get dressed like that. Like, we can get sturdy in my boxers. I just need something. <laughs> like, I don't care what it is. But, RJ, man, we want to get to you. We want to tell your story starting off in Palm Beach, making your way all the way up to high A, which I don't even know why you would want to do. I would rather stay in Palm Beach personally myself. I would make sure my stats, you know, just like in school, make sure you're not going to the to the gifted programs, but you're also not trying to also go to the worst class in the league. So <laughs> you, you, that beautiful balance of like, I turn in my homework, but I fail my tests. But you absolutely dominated on both sides, man. 289 batting average, 17 home runs. 83 RBIs and 19 stolen bases. Absolutely phenomenal year for you, man. Take me through. Same thing with Landon, man. What was working so well for you? What was the adjustment like? And just that overall feeling of, man, I'm here. We're in there like swimwear, baby. We're a part of the St. Louis Cardinals organization. We're riding. Yeah, man. I was, uh, you know, so when I when I first signed and uh, got shipped down there uh, to Palm Beach. Uh, which is our spring training complex. Mm -hmm. um, we had like a week probably um, to, you know, hit the cages, get ready. And then, uh, you know, our the head guy, the big dog comes in. He's like, all right, you guys are uh, going to play on our low A team tonight. And I'm like, shit, all right, sack <laughs> up, let's go. And, uh, man, so from there, um, yeah. We you got to hit your first game, didn't you, right? Like right out the bat. I I well no actually so they they started easing us into it. Um, we play like we play like uh, three innings at first. We played the first game. We played three innings. The next day we showed up. I think we played like five, and then the because I feel like I saw a double or something like early, and everybody you know was was sharing it around. Uh, my first hit was a home run. Oh, okay. Maybe it was a home run. Okay, I'll say a double. Yeah, there it is. First hit was a home run, Mikey. No surprise there. This is Cardinals territory too, Jim. I'm disappointed. This you're supposed to know every single player to ever play in the Cardinals. <laughs> Man, I couldn't remember. Was, hey, they don't. You said it yourself. They don't do a good job of getting the minor league stuff out there. You have to. You have to literally for these guys. You have to search it on Twitter. Whereas you know, college and major league, it's all right there. If you want to find something on MILB, guys, you got to dig deep. Oh man, yeah, you know, I mean, that's just what it is. You know what I mean? Like that's just what it is at the end of the day. And but before you there. before you continue on uh your your uh story, RJ, I do have a question. Were you out of Palm Beach before Joe Bear and Richardson got there? I was. Yep. Yep. Dang, I was out. I, you want to talk about a reason to go to Palm Beach, Mike? I would have went down there. Three IOTV guests on the Palm Beach Cardinals, bro. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I've heard good things. I've heard good things about them, though. Uh I was out of there probably shoot not even maybe a week and a half before they got down there well when you hit a home run for your first hit you know you move up quick bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah man it was a good time i enjoyed it the only thing that sucked about palm beach was the rain delays we get rained out every day mm -hmm. we have double headers the next day and then we get rained out the next day and have another double header like yeah. what, what was that like for you? Because I, I say it's always like being baby when you first come into the league. Hey, you know, you're you're talking about, hey man, we're playing three innings today. Like, bro, what? Like, what do you? Why am I even coming? Why am I even showing up? If we're just gonna play three innings, meaningless baseball at the time being. Like, you know, not really getting the at bats and the structure that you want to get. 
what was that like kind of slowly weaning your way back into playing the level of baseball that you know you can play? Because it's a whole different league out there. So I, I get the slow process, you know what I mean? But it's it's also kind of like you just want to get after it. But you also have to understand this is what it is. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's a it's a process. And, uh, you know, they've been doing it. They've been doing it for a while and it works. Um, yeah, I was kind of the same way at the time. I was like, man, what's another six more innings? Like, um, it is what it is. But we came off of college seasons and, you know, some people haven't haven't played in, you know, a couple months, month or two. And some people just got back from, you know, the College World Series and they're ready to roll. Um, so we just kind of had it like everybody was kind of in the same boats like, hey, this is what we've always done. This is what we're going to do. Um, you guys will be playing full games next week. It's like, yeah, fine. You know, it is what it is. Um, you know, you play so many dang games, like at the end of the day, when you get done and, and look at back at it, um, you know, like you don't even, you don't even notice it. You're like, good night. You play a lot of games. Play a lot Mike, of games. I just looked. Peoria is only 90 minutes from Chicago. If you don't go watch RJ next year, you're an asshole. That's not Dude. far, man. <laughs> What man, the craziest part is I am an asshole, so that's not good enough. No, I want you to go there and I want you to take a bottle of Jaeger and turn that Joker up when he hits a bomb. Sir, sir, I would have to drive home that same day. That's not is not in my forte. Listen, pros and Joes does not condone of being under the influence with a man. I'll pay for your I'll pay for your Uber home, bro. You'll be good. That is what the fuck? What am I supposed to do about my car? Like what it <laughs> Uber home and just leave my car 90 minutes away. I'm so confident he's gonna hit a bomb if you go that I'll pay for the Uber there and back, man. I got you. <laughs> I use our sponsorship. I'll use our sponsorship money. It's all good. He a damn lie. He ain't good. He's gonna leave me he's gonna cancel the ride 60 minutes through because I'm a Cubs fan. I hey, I don't know. Care. I don't know if you want to get stuck in Peoria, man. I don't know about that. You don't. I don't, but trust <laughs> you don't want to get stuck in Chicago either. So I've been I've been stuck in some places before. But man, yeah. getting into your experience though as a whole, um, the adjustment. You know, you kind of talk about hey, like, my first hit's a home run, but I you know there's there's levels to it. No, oh, yeah. 289 is yeah, I mean, let's be real, 500 in baseball means you're only getting a hit half the time. Talk to me about that experience, about having success, but also understanding there's a learning curve. And what was that adjustment if there was one for you this season? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I'm learning every day, man. I'm I'm trying to get better at, uh, you know, every little thing. You know, the Cardinals are big on, um, you know, all kinds of analytics and all kinds of data. It's just taking what works for you and trying to, you know, put it into that. Mm -hmm. And so they've, they've been good about, you know, you know, Hey, we got this stuff here for you. Um, you know, if something feels out of whack, you know, we, we got you. And uh, this is what we need to work on going forward. Um, that's been, that's been great. And just having, you know, they've, I've been hooked up to all kinds of stuff and trying to take bat and practice. I'm like, dude, Let's just take this off and let's play. But man, it the game has changed so much, and like, there's so much information out there and technology out there. And I'm sure Landon can tell you the same thing uh, on the pitching side of it. But uh, man, they've they've helped me tremendously, and I'm still like constantly trying to uh, get to where I want to be. Obviously, not nowhere close, but uh, having people like that, like that's their sole job is to hey, you come out here, you set this up. And uh, you you analyze this dude's swing today. It's like, all right, it'll be in your it'll be in your little app tomorrow morning. Go in there and check it out. 
Like, it's crazy, man. I don't even remember the question you asked me. I just ranting on. <laughs> no, man, and that's, that's exactly what it is, though. There is so much stuff to process that you're kind of just spiraling on a, a whole conversation, but I'm here for it 100%, and I love it. <laughs> what, what I like is, you know, I, I was looking – so he, he batted 319 and at Mississippi State because you were giving him a little grief about 289. But you know, what ain't, no, I, ain't no grief, ain't no grief about two eight two eighty nine is a baller. I want, hey, hold on, Jim. I want that first and foremost. Two eighty nine is a dog. All I'm saying is, in the game of baseball, that's only getting a hit three times out of ten. Baseball is the hardest game to have success in. That's just what it is. No, I get that, but I know what you were trying to say. He was under three hundred. I know the way you think. Anyways, moving on. Not what I, what I was trying to get to was not his batting average. You know, the stolen bases. You know. RJ, maybe it just kind of flew by me. Obviously, I know you got speed, but I look back and you had 10 stolen bases on 11 attempts at Mississippi State. But the stolen base numbers that you racked up this year, no, I like, like I said, I remember you being fast, but man, I guess it's because just because Mississippi State, y'all, y'all don't swipe all that many bags altogether. Yeah, man. I honestly, I probably should have, I'm not like speedy, speedy Gonzalez by no means, but. You know, I can get some here and there. Um, in Palm Beach, I kind of, you know, our our manager there was awesome. He was the man, but he just let you play. Like he he kind of, you know, didn't really give much signs. Uh, now, once I got to Peoria, our manager up there was like, "Hey, you're going." You're like, "I don't care. You get thrown out. Like, I hope you get thrown out. You're going." It's like, damn. I was like, huh. All right. Then it actually worked out for me. For really everybody, we all ran. That guy wanted everybody to run. Landon, do you have a good pickoff mood? Because I can't remember because you never let anybody on base. So, like, I don't even <laughs> remember. I'm, I'm serious. Mike, I, I mean, the national championship season, dude, had, you talking about ERA. He had a sub one ERA. Well, I finished. It was above. It was above one when, I, when the year was over with. But Damn um, Notre Dame game. <laughs> no, it was the Tennessee game in the SEC tournament. But, uh. uh um, gosh, in college, like I threw to Logan, so it was. I mean, I really didn't have to worry about it too much. Um, I, I mean, I could count on one hand how many times I picked off in college. Um, so, so like you talk about like the adjustment of college to pro. Um, you know, you get into the minor leagues, you gotta you gotta handle base runners. Um much more than, than I had to worry about it in college with, um, you know, playing in the SEC, a lot of people don't run a whole lot. Um, especially then, especially you know, with low tan back there. Yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah. back into uh, controlling the running game was, was big, um, getting back into it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, you know, I, I think here, here's my big thing. Um, and it's no disrespect to any of our catchers in minor league baseball, but it is so different versus any other position because you have 16 and 17 year olds from the Dominican Republic and Venezuela, all a part of these organizations. And uh, let's just be real. RJ Yeager, you know, having a lot more experience being against a lot more talent at a, at a consistent basis in college baseball, he might have a, might have a up on a 17 year old that hasn't even graduated high school yet, but that's, that's really just how the game is. And mind you though, I will say, I will say those type of catchers grow up to be guys like Yadier Molina. Oh yeah. Um, it was the very reason Evan Russell came on here and told us he retired. He said he was in the really? organization. He said there was four younger cats, more athletic and better than him. He realized his time was expiring. 
when they were like 12. He was dating. Somebody. I mean, that's, you know what I mean? So, but that's really what it comes down to. I feel like stealing bags is going to definitely progress, um, especially in RJ's case. You know what I mean? You're going to have guys so who are like. Do you feel like it's a part of your game, RJ, in the long run, or are you just having fun with it now? Um, I'm hoping that it becomes part. Um, you know, I'm, I was kind of having fun with it last year. You know, they gave it to me. Like, people – not like just giving up second base, not covering the bag or nothing, but, you know, I would take advantage of him, like whether it was timing or, you know, just slow to the plate, something like that. Um, that's what I would try to watch when I'm in the dugout and on deck and stuff, when other people are on on base and seeing um, if I can add that to my little uh, toolkit. And it ended up working out a little bit for me last year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's things like that, you know, Mike, you know, one of the recent guests we had on pros and Joe's, a lot of people used to steal when Dolander was pitching and Evan, we were just talking about Evan, Evan would take the blame for it unnecessarily because they said Doe's leg kick was so high that you had so much more time because the delivery was so much slower. So that's one of the things RJ's talking about. The ability to be able to read the pitcher and know when you can go is, is one of the most underrated parts of it. 100%, 100%. And I got two more, and then I'm going to kick it back over to Jim for Jim's favorite segment because Jim's got questions for days. They always change up. They're never they're never the same old questions. He's always keeping us updated with some of our favorite this or that. So I can't wait for that one. Um, but getting into that, man, talking about it, being a part of the infield of the St. Louis Cardinals, individuals like Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado are still, as of right now, so Jim can – we can get the heart monitor off of Jim. I would have offloaded them. I would have offloaded them when we were in last place. And I don't hit there as of today. Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt are still a part of the Cardinals organization. RJ, are you excited to potentially see them at some point play alongside these cats? Is that something that you think about? Is it something that you don't think about? Are you kind of just like, hey, I take it day by day, whatever happens, happens? But at the same time, man, I know you pretty well. I mean, come, how can you not think about, I mean, just playing alongside a guy like Goldie, playing alongside a guy like Nolan? Oh, definitely. Definitely. You know, it, it it comes through your mind, but like at the same time, this is a, uh, it's a marathon. You know, you, you got to take it day by day. You can't let it, that crap get in your head, really. Um, or I've never let it get in my head because that will foul me up, uh, me personally. But mm-hmm. No, just seeing them, um, seeing them in spring training. Um, they went off to the World Baseball Classic last year, and um, you know it's just it's just cool to see like their routines and stuff, and uh, to even you know be in the same little complex as them and see what they're doing. And you know, like I said, their little like pre-practice work routine is it's crazy. It's cool. Um, so it definitely pops in my head. Uh, it would be awesome one day for sure. For sure, for sure. Landon, I got one for you, man, because I got to give them some love. Not only did they exceed expectations, but the World Series runner-ups, Arizona Diamondbacks. Man, talk to me a little bit about what it's been like seeing guys develop, seeing guys do their thing. I mean, let's be real. Carol, dog, bona fide, not even a question. I mean, we're talking, you know, Jim has a hate for Juan Soto, so I try not to talk about him too much on this podcast, but... (laughs) I will say I have. I just said he wasn't worth four hundred million dollars, and I said what I said. Listen, and you're not wrong in a sense, but also like when it's a billionaire, or, you know, organization, yeah, f it. You know, what I mean, if he ends up on the Cubs this offseason, <laughs> f it. If I can't get Cody Bellinger, give me some Juan Soto. 
know, like that's fine with me. But oh man, I, I pray to God Juan Soto doesn't end up on the Cubs because I'm going to be ruthless on posing. You can have your catcher back, bro. I that's okay. I gave him away. He's fine. He's stay, he stay over there. He's he's playing both sides right now. He's a double agent. He's working for the Cubs still. Um, but no, Landon, man, we haven't seen a guy like Carroll since Juan Soto. Rookie year, now obviously the defining difference was winning the World Series versus losing. Um, doesn't matter. It's not an individual sport. But talk to me a little bit about what this organization has meant to you so far to know that developing their players has been so key. Obviously, signing big-name free agents hasn't been a huge part of their history. It's really been about developing their craft, early 2000s, AZ baseball, now looking at what they're doing now. Talk to us a little bit about it. How excited are you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome just to, to watch these guys on such a big stage. And, um, you know, you look around and it's like that guy's 22, that guy's 23, that guy's 23, that guy's 24, uh, you know, he's 26. It's like, wow, like that's that's awesome for, for so many young guys to just ha- be having so much success on such a big stage right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that, um, you know, with the Diamondbacks not having, you know, the superstars uh, that, that they go out and pay hundreds of million dollars to it, it, it speaks levels um, to the people in the organization and the development of the homegrown guys uh, that they draft. It's um, you know, every, every single person I've come across in the, in the Diamondbacks organization has, I mean, just been so professional and, and, and awesome in every aspect. Um, so it's, you know, it's not surprising for them to exceed so many expectations this year and, and, and do so well on such a big stage with, with such little expectations of that happening. Um, you know, and, and it's really encouraging and exciting, uh, for, for the future. And, um, you know, hopefully I'm up there contributing to the big league team in the near future. Um, you know, that it's, it's, it's awesome to see. And it's, it's an exciting time to be a D-back. That's for sure. 100%. 100%. And you know what hurts? I'm getting choked up even saying it. I talk to Jim about this sometimes. Jim's my old man, but he's still in better shape than 90% of his 25-year-olds. So that's, I have to say that first and foremost because I mess with Jim too much on here. People think I really got beef with Jim's age. It has nothing It has nothing to do with it. It has everything to do with him being a Cardinals fan and a Saints fan. I'm gonna hey, we play this week. Don't I just realized that. I'm going to see you. I'm going to see you. I'm going to see you. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, but, you know, Chris Olave got a lot of other things on his mind. But I think, man, at the end of the day, what, what hurts my soul, and I know it's different for you guys, you know, minor leagues doing your thing. Hey, well, I'm having fun, too. I'm, I'm a journalist now in minor league baseball. It's so much fun. But when I hear, hey, this kid's 19, this kid's 20, this kid's 21, I'm 23, about to be 24, I'm like, Damn, when did I stop having fun? Man, hold on. Y'all are going to the league? Where was my invite? That's crazy. RJ didn't invite me, Jim. That's crazy as hell. And, you know, the craziest thing is a good friend of mine played against him for four years. Went tick for tack with him a couple of times, too. Jack Sawinski of the Pirates. I'm watching this kid absolutely rake. We're the same age. Or he's a couple years older, actually. And uh, it, it's just so awesome to see you guys finally getting your shine, seeing these guys go out here. And, Jim, what we talk about a lot is back in the day, man, 21-year-olds were not getting these opportunities on a day-to-day basis at that level. I mean, usually, you know, you wean them in. And we got guys coming in here like Corbin right now that's like, hey, man, this is my city. This is my league. I'm not playing. I'm here to get mine. And, I mean, runner-up in his first year? 
I, I mean, I, I'll give you an example of a guy who shot up through. Um, you know, we've had two Campbell Campbells on recently. Neto, man, flew to the pros and been doing his mm-hmm. thing. Like, I mean, yeah. James Joyce. I mean, look at what he's been able to do and what, what the A-ball mm-hmm. been able to um, Absolute dog. But, I mean. Oh, wow. but you know what? Hey, I'm glad you brought that up, Landon. I got a question for you. I know you've been seeing Ben's videos, uh, especially, you know, um, if you follow, uh, what's we call him, uh, Pitching Ninja. You know, remember, he was still in 104, 105, and the thing about it is you knew, like, he got hammered for a bunch of home runs because a lot of times it was flat, right, right down the middle. Now he's taking, you know, four or five miles an hour off of it's coming in more 99, 100, and it's got that sick movement on it. Like, you know, talk about how, like, you know, the minor league pitching coaches and how they work and change those things that, you know, you may have not necessarily – even though SEC's got the the – you know, pitching staffs and the coaches they do, it shows, right? Because they didn't fix that at Tennessee. And then, you know, next thing you know, you see him just, hey, take four or five miles an hour off and you're still throwing 99, but you got this sick movement on it. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I think that you just have so much time in pro ball and and you there's so many staff members in pro baseball. Like there's an analytic person for every single analytic imagined um, like t- tons and tons of pitching coaches. There's, and, and there's just a bunch of great minds and um, you know, it, it just takes one little thing for, for something to click with somebody. And it could be the same exact thing that um, you know, they were telling them at Tennessee. It's, it, it could have just been a different delivery in the way that they were saying it. It's just, um, you know, you just you have so much more time to dedicate to working on your craft once you get into the minor leagues. Um, it, it just I think that it naturally occurs like that sometimes if you're putting the work in. Yeah, I can't wait to, uh, you know, because we started earlier talking about the weight guys before the show. Um, you know, I'm getting a tour of the pitching lab with uh, with Burns and Kurtz and them. And uh, Massey was talking about on this episode and you know, he was literally above my level talking about, you know, the ground plates and the register and in multiple cameras. And literally they have a biomechanics engineer in there, like working like literal like sensors that go off if you're doing something wrong um, in your mechanics. It's like, I can't wait to see that thing. It's going to like probably, I mean, blow my mind. He said it was the reason why he actually went there. Landon. He was between mm-hmm. there and Georgia. And yep. once he saw the lab, it was over. Right. And that's, I mean, that's, that's the biggest part of why you're seeing um, all these pitchers from Wake having so much success is um, they are, you know, getting access to that kind of stuff um, that, that some other schools might not have. I know that, I know that a handful of SEC schools have. Them, yeah. I was going to say, I mean, um, you got to think that LSU, Mississippi State, Arkansas, like, you know, your your regular powerhouse team mm-hmm. in the West with, you know, all the things that they got. They got to be right behind on on getting all that stuff. Yeah, no, I know Mississippi State's uh, – they're – I mean, they, they're going to match whatever everybody else has. Um, and I know that's the same with Arkansas, Vanderbilt, LSU. Um, I got I got to beat with Vandy after schools. going there, boys. Uh, RJ, did you get to play at Vandy? Did y'all play away? No, I didn't their, play Van. Dude, their left field is up underneath the football stadium bleachers, and then their gym is touching 
the back of the center field fence. Yeah, everything's up against, connected. Yeah, like it's literally they jammed a gymnasium, a football field, and a baseball field all in one spot. It's like it's the biggest cluster, and you could probably fit all three in Duty Noble. <laughs> like, this is wild. Wow. They're they're about to make some uh, some pretty big renovations, though. I think. Uh, well, that was I seen that they had a bunch of stuff going on on the outside, nothing particularly the inside. But my thought process, though, was there wasn't much room to make it bigger or you know expand it because mm-hmm. the was limited. I think uh, I've heard they only hold like three thousand, and I could definitely verify. Like after being there, there's no way that they could probably hold more than that, which is just surprising when you have an SEC uh, team of that caliber. But you know, we had uh, Chris Dumois, uh on with us, you know, two-time national champion from LSU. He said it was like that in the 90s, and they weren't good in the 90s. So, I guess, you know, obviously they re-turfed the field, redid the lights or whatever, but at the end of the day, that baseball field was put where it was because the baseball program at the time was an afterthought. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I've just never seen anything. You, you know, I had just went to Duty Noble the week before and Swayze the week before that, and, and then I go there, and I'm like, where the hell am I? <laughs> But with that, let's segue into this or that. Y'all have both played it. Y'all know how it goes. You get two options. Um, you pick one or the other. You can't say neither. You can't say both. Um, got some sponsors. I don't know if you guys have had them. You guys had Chinook Seeds? Yep. Yes, I I, uh, I had um, a discount code with them at one point in time. So that means you were an they ambassador, sent me, sir. Yeah, they, they sent me a couple boxes. Well, I, I know why. You had them because they are the official seed of Team USA Baseball, and you pitch for Team USA, so I'm not surprised. And then Memphis City uh, Design, I got one of their shirts by the Swampers Supply Company. Um, you can see that I picked this one specifically. Uh, why is not? Bro, shut up and let me say my oh. piece. You're fixing to see this on – Pico Cone and Brooks Auger, as they just got NIL deals with this specific company. So, Mississippi State guys. And and so, I picked that one. But shout out to our sponsors of this show. And they uh, sponsor this segment or this or that. But let's get to it. Uh, We may have spooled this first one out the gate. But, RJ, starting with you, um, PlayStation or Xbox? I can't say neither. So, Xbox. (laughs) He can't say neither. (laughs) Nintendo 64 for you? No. um. (laughs) Uh, PlayStation or Xbox, Landon? GameCube. GameCube. Xbox. Xbox, yeah. So I didn't know if maybe that's just what you got given to you or if that's what you uh, actually prefer. I don't know, man. I, I have an Xbox myself, but I'm still a PlayStation guy. I like the controller better, but, you know. Hey, and speaking of, Mike, I keep, I keep bringing up uh, Booker's episode. Hey, my man is sponsored by uh, a gaming company. He had his specialized PlayStation controller that he showed and shouted out. This thing was legit. I have to show it to you because, you know, obviously awesome. I'm a big gamer. But, yeah, if I'm going to be sponsored by something, yeah, let me get a game controller. All right, <laughs> RJ, what's better, when you have breakfast for breakfast or when you have breakfast for dinner? Breakfast for dinner. Yes, my God. What's your go-to item must have? So, my wife's been getting on my tail because I've been uh, I've been doing tater tots in the oven too much. <laughs> So she she's like you you need to change it up you can't just eat eggs and tater tots every morning. Like, uh, but why not? <laughs> I mean, why not? My man's getting his carbs with them tater tots. What about right. you, uh, Landon? You you doing it for breakfast or dinner if you have an option? Um, probably dinner. Probably dinner. Both of them, yeah. Because Mike, yeah. That's, that's when you should have it. And if you say anything other than bacon, I'll be disappointed, Landon. What's your go-to? No, it's bacon. Bacon. I knew it. Absolutely. 
Uh, this this kid's from from Georgia. I, I mean, that's the only option. All right, this is an important question. I added this one in there, Mike. Starting with you, RJ. Batman or Iron Man? Batman. Mm-mm-mm. Landon. Batman. Batman. Bro, Iron Man saved everyone. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> I'm a Batman, Batman guy. Cool, man. Man. Mike lives cool. in Gotham. Do y'all know that after Mike ended the last episode, he he ended the episode by telling everybody not to contact him for 48 hours that Spider-Man 2 was coming out and he was going to be saving New York. So did, don't reach out to him. You didn't welcome. take you 48 hours. You were hitting me up like six Thank days you. later. Said Venom, Venom, Venom was whooping your ass. You're welcome. Thank me for my service. How many days did it take you to beat it? Uh, like, like 100%? Like Platinum? Or yeah. just like storyline. 100%. It took me about a week. I was enjoying the game. I was really doing a lot of side missions. I was messing around, swanging around, doing some things. <laughs> this dude was doing posts. My wife was even laughing. She's like, your boy is stupid. He's sitting there posting himself, <laughs> doing Spider-Man things. I was vibing. I was vibing. I was Spider-Man for Halloween, though. I met Landon. I'm sure you know. I for, I had my first experience with thunder hail. I've never seen thunder hail in my life. There was lightning. There was hail. It was snowing. I had a flag football game, and the ref literally ran all the way to his car. He was like, "You gotta go. Get, get out of here." We were like, "We're not away." He was like, "No, go home." And I was like, "Why are you crying?" That's awesome. That was my first thought. You posted your picture in the Spider-Man gear, and I looked in the. I was like, "It's freaking snowing there." I'm sitting there complaining because yeah. it got to 40 here, and I'm like, "Mike's up in the snow." Dude, I'd just be living, man. I was in a Spider-Man suit, just vibing. No, yeah, no you didn't way. have enough clothes on, if I'm being honest. Like, man, man, you know, no one wants to tackle a naked man. That's just real. So, <laughs> football games, baby. All right, I'm ready to watch Mike get upset because so far every guest has answered this question this the same. I love it because it's irritating you every week. RJ, better Chicago baseball movie, Rookie of the Year or Hardball? Rookie of the year, man. Yes, Landon. Rookie of the year. Oh, <laughs> that is 10 and oh, Mike. Give them your hardball speech, bro. Y'all ever been shot at? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That, thank you. Welcome to my TED Talk. That's all. That's all I got to no, say. No, yeah, it was uh, Michael B. Jordan's in that movie. It's Michael B. Jordan, Keanu Reeves. There's some dogs in that movie, man. John, yeah, he went on his whole John Wick speech. Oh, it was funny. He loses. He's he's calmed down because he's done had it happen so many times. But the first I'm tired one, of it. I'm tired of it. I'm free G, baby, bro. I don't want to hear this. Greatest movie <laughs> ever. All right. RJ, would you rather own a massive yacht or a private jet? Massive yacht. I'm telling you, he's answered everything but Batman right. What, what you got, Landon? Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with the yacht. Yes, there we go. Boat people, you don't know nothing about that, Mike. It's too cold up there. I don't get no. I'm staying professional on this show. You ain't gonna make me come out of my box. You try to do it to me all episode. Yeah, but I I'm good at it. <laughs> all right. Um. I added a new one this week, Mike, because I've been watching Survivor, and we were talking. I was talking about it with Daniel. So my question for you, I'm, I'm question is for both you guys. Same one, asking in a way, RJ, if you were on the show Survivor, would you last longer than Landon? <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I'd win that thing. You kidding yeah. me? He Landon, hey, I need a, I need a bottle. Come on, I've man. I've been the first season of Survivor my mom watched with me like she was pregnant with me and I 
am still watching this season today. He got Survivor Live in his in action. Oh I, I, this, I'm, I'm, I'm a Survivor geek here. So. Hey, I, I am too. Uh, I, know, I, know, I know the game a little bit better than you, RJ. You probably do. I didn't know. I didn't know he had all that back history with it. There's a lot of. There's a lot of like. You gotta. There's a lot of strategic. Strategy little, a lot of like, strategy so, so listen to the idea because Daniel is a nut about it too, Landon. So his idea is me and him pick eight guests each for uh, that that were uh, active college baseball players, and then we vote somebody out each week and then when we get to five each we're going to merge and we're going to see and basically the reason we're going to vote out is who who was the worst who had the worst performance or the worst week that week right and me and him mm. will vote and anyway obviously we can't have them voting each other out so we're going to be doing this voting mm -hmm. anyway and we're going to see who the survivor is who has the best basically you know if you're going to have um you know, 16 people who has the best 16 week course, you know, so we'll, we'll find out. It's just nice. a way of doing nice. survivor. I would like to have them vote and do it, but obviously I can't be asking these cats to be voting each other off. It'd be a, and then it'd be yeah. a lot of messaging going on between 16 baseball players. And then you might find out who really don't like each other because they vote <laughs> people out, even though they didn't do nothing wrong. That would be mm. cool. We'll go ahead and put a bow on this thing, Mikey. I'm in here like swimwear. My favorite part is ending the show because I always got to think of something on the fly to say. But today, I got nothing, man. We just had an amazing show. We had a great conversation with two amazing stars that you are going to hear the names of a lot more throughout the 2024 season and beyond. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm sure RJ is going to make my life hell in the bleachers every Friday afternoon at Wrigley Field for years to come because that's exactly what Cardinals fans and Cardinals organization do. They just make me sad because they love to just take us yard down at Wrigley. Um, but with that being said, man, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. This is Landon Sims. This is RJ Yeager, the Yeager bomb. This is episode, what are we on, five? Is this five? five. I like when you five. said quattro last week. I said quattro. I was being spicy. Um, but – with that being said, you can check out next week's episode. Michael Hicks and Houston Harding, pitchers from the Los Angeles Angels, are going to be on. We're going to be talking Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, and so many others. It's going to be a lot of fun to see what they're going to be able to do, what the Angels are going to be able to do next year, and what they might even look like. But until then, stay beautiful, stay lovely, and make sure to drink your water because it's important. With that being said, this is Mike Hughes and Jim Cross. You are listening to Pros and Joes. Peace.